0: a very badly injured leg said Philbert squirrel proudly it's better now shall i show you some tricks oh yes please said landy excitedly landy watched in fascination while Philbert squirrel jumped great distances from branch to branch and fence to fence Philbert seemed to fly through the air just when landy thought that he was going to crash to the ground Filbert would reach out with his tiny hands, catch hold of a branch or top of a fence, and swinging in an upward movement, would land expertly and safely, his bushy tail acting as a rudder and stabiliser. When Filbert Squirrel returned to the branch of the apple tree that was just above Landy's head, Landy looked up at him and said, Hey, watch me! I I can jump too! Landy tried to jump up onto the fence to be nearer Filbert Squirrel, but he reached only halfway up before falling back to the ground with a thud. Ouch! cried Landy as he hit the ground. Filbert Squirrel laughed. <laughs> Don't worry, Landy. In a few more weeks you'll be able to jump to the top of the fence very easily. All you have to do is keep trying. They were both tired now, and they rested in the sunshine. Philbert on the branch of the tree, Landy on the ground under it. Suddenly, Landy remembered he'd come into the garden to meet Dinsdale Hedgehog. He looked up at Filbert and asked, Do you know where Dinsdale Hedgehog is? He promised to take me to see his family. Philbert squirrel rubbed his little hands over his face and thought for a moment. It's far too early for Dinsdale to come out yet. He only comes out in the evening. It was Landy's turn to stop and think this time. Nora Ratty had told him about tomorrow, yesterday and today but when was this evening? she'd not mentioned that how will I know when it's this evening? asked Landy oh, that's easy, very easy, answered Filbert Squirrel when it's evening, Mrs Jenkins puts out a saucer of bread and milk on the patio for Dinsdale and along he comes I'll just have to wait then, replied Landy "'and he stretched his paws out in front of him "'and settled down under the apple tree "'to await the coming evening. "'He dozed off. "'Ouch!' cried out Landy, "'and looked up at Filbert squirrel. "'What did you have to do that for?' "'he asked as another acorn hit him on the head. "'It's time for me to go now,' said Filbert. "'I'll come again and see you tomorrow. "'I hope Dinsdale comes to see you soon.' With that, Philbert Squirrel swung down from the tree, ran along the fence and jumped up into the big tree, swinging upwards and upwards until he reached a hole near the top. Philbert waved to Landy and then disappeared into the hole. A nice fellow, that Filbert Squirrel, thought Landy. But fancy living in a hole in a tree. I wonder what it's like. Perhaps when I've grown a bit and can climb and jump, I might be able to go and see his home. Landy fell asleep under the little apple tree, waiting for evening and Dinsdale Hedgehog to come. When Landy awoke from his catnap, he looked around the garden. His keen eyes caught the movement of something in the far corner. He sprang quickly into action and sped across the garden to investigate. Long before he got there, he had much to his delight recognized the spiky shape of Dinsdale the Hedgehog. Hello, Dinsdale! said Landy excitedly. I knew you would come. Filbert Squirrel said you would. Dinsdale was not curled up in a ball as he was when Landy had met him the day before. He watched Landy with interest through his bright beady eyes as the little kitten told him how Filbert the Squirrel had come into the garden while he was sleeping under the little tree. Dinsdale Hedgehog laughed mischievously when Landy described how Filbert Squirrel had dropped acorns onto his head to wake him up. Is it evening now, and have you come to take me to see where you and your family live? asked Landy hopefully. Well, it's not actually evening yet, answered Dinsdale Hedgehog. I've come early to take you to my home so that you can be back in the garden before Mrs Jenkins calls you in and puts my bread and milk out. Come on, let's go then, said Landy, worried in case Mrs Jenkins would call him before i see the hedgehog's home his little heart started beating very quickly. "'Which way is it? Where do we go? Where is your home? How many are there in your family?' asked Landy, and for a brief moment he remembered his mother and his sister and brothers. But in the excitement, they were soon forgotten. The patient Dinsdale Hedgehog waited for Landy to stop asking questions. "'If you wait just a little longer and have a little patience,' said Dinsdale, You will be able to find out all the answers to your questions for yourself. Come on, follow me." And he led Landy to a hole under the fence by the little tree that Landy hadn't noticed before. "'Did you come into the garden through there?' asked Landy. "'Yes, I did, while you were asleep,' replied Dinsdale, with that mischievous look once again in his eyes. "'If you want to see where I live and meet my family, "'You will have to follow me through that hole,' Dinsdale told Landy, "'and suddenly the hedgehog disappeared through the hole "'to the other side of the fence. "'Landy looked down at the hole and wasn't so sure now about going. "'Then he looked up at the top of the fence. "'He remembered how he had hurt himself after he'd fallen "'trying to jump onto the fence to be nearer to Filbert squirrel. "'I don't think I'll try jumping again just yet,' he thought, no, I'll have to go through that hole. Come on, called Dinsdale Chug. Don't be afraid. If a fat hedgehog like me can get through, then a little kitten like you can. Landy squeezed himself through the hole that Dinsdale had dug. The loose earth got into his mouth and onto his whiskers and up his nose. <gasps> Achoo! He sneezed. Suddenly Landy found himself on the other side of the fence. He felt very uneasy this was not his garden he licked his paws and washed the earth away from his nose and mouth and looked around him the garden they were in was not quite as big as the one he'd come to live in and there was no little apple tree Dinsdale Hedgehog led Landy to what looked like a pile of rotting leaves and grass that had been piled up in the corner of the garden the smell that came from the pile reminded Landy of the dirty box the cruel man had put him in Landy watched as Dinsdale began to dig away at the pile of leaves and grass. Soon Dinsdale had made a large hole in the pile and he moved aside for Landy to look inside the hole. Landy's eyes opened wide in amazement at what he saw. This is what he'd come through the hole in the fence to see. There inside the nest was Mrs Hedgehog and her four young hedgehogs. Landy couldn't take his eyes off them. Their spikes were not like those Dinsdale had Theirs were white and quite soft Not hard and prickly like Dinsdale's had been When he touched them with his paw in the garden Why do you live in such a smelly place? Asked Landy Why don't you go over there on those branches? He asked, pointing to branches that had been stuck <laughs> Because, replied Dinsdale People's fired to branch like that Without looking to see if there's anything living under them This compost heap is much safer. Dinsdale yawned, and Landy noticed some of his 36 strong teeth. You know, Landy, he said, we hedgehogs sleep through the day and come out at night. Oh, Nora Ratty does that too. And Landy told Dinsdale all about the furry animal that lived in the glass tank upstairs. And will your little hedgehogs come out and play tonight? Landy asked. Oh, goodness me, no, not yet. Why, they're only a couple of weeks old. Their eyes are not yet open, answered Dinsdale. It'll be another two weeks before they start going out, and then they will only go with Mrs. Hedgehog. They won't go out on their own till they're much older. Dinsdale began to cover up the nest again with his feet. Landy noticed that Dinsdale had five toes on each foot, and on each toe there was a strong-looking claw and it was these claws that Dinsdale was now using to cover up the nest. Landy noticed, too, that Dinsdale's spikes were not brown as he first thought, but were more of a creamy white with a broad brown band near the tip of each spike that was sharpened at the end. Landy stretched out a paw and touched Dinsdale, who immediately curled up into a ball by his legs and head into his belly. How do you do that? asked Landy trying to roll himself into a ball, like Dinsdale. Try as he might, Landy couldn't curl up like Dinsdale. Landy walked all around Dinsdale, trying to find the hedgehog's head. The hedgehog's prickly armour saw Landy getting anywhere near. Slowly, Dinsdale unrolled, and his mischievous little eyes looked into the face of the puzzled kitten. I think it's time for you to go back into your garden, before Mrs Jenkins misses you said Dinsdale come on I'll show you the way he led Landy back to the hole under the fence go on then said Dinsdale prodding Landy with his little snout Landy was reluctant to go can I come back and see your family again he asked of course replied Dinsdale if you come back one evening in a couple of weeks you can come for a walk with us Landy looked at the hole under the fence. He then looked at the top of the fence, wondering whether or not he could jump up onto it. While he was making up his mind what to do, Dinsdale had rolled himself into a tight ball of spikes. He rolled towards the unsuspecting Landy, and as the spikes touched him, the surprised little kitten shot through the hole under the fence. Dinsdale had made Landy's mind up for him. Landy heard the mischievous Dinsdale hedgehog, "'moving back along the other side of the fence, chuckling to himself. "'Landy called out to Dinsdale through the fence. "'Thank you for showing me your family. "'Will you come into the garden again tomorrow?' "'He knew what tomorrow meant now. "'He was learning many new things. "'I'll be in the garden later this evening for my bread and milk,' "'answered Dinsdale Hedgehog. "'Look out of the window and you'll see me. "'Landy!' Landy! The kitten recognized his name. It was Mrs. Jenkins calling him in from the patio. He ran into the house. I must go and tell Nora Ratty about Dinsdale and his family, he thought. I've had a very exciting day. The sight of food in his own dish made Landy forget all about Nora Ratty for a while, so he tucked in. The fresh air made him very hungry. "'Having eaten all that was in his dish, "'he wandered back into the living-room, "'jumped up onto the settee, "'sat alongside Mrs Jenkins, "'and washed himself. "'His mistress produced a grooming-comb "'and ran it gently through the fur on his back. "'It felt good, "'and he purred loudly to show his pleasure. "'This will take away any loose fur from your coat "'and stop eating fur balls in your stomach "'when you wash yourself,' "'Mrs Jenkins told him. "'She then brushed his coat,' He felt cooler and cleaner. Landy had been groomed for the very first time. This was something that he was going to enjoy every day from now on. It started getting dark outside, and Landy watched as Mrs Jenkins went into the kitchen and came back with bread and milk in a container. He thought it was for him, and jumped down from the settee to investigate. He was disappointed when Mrs Jenkins walked past him and, opening the patio door, went outside. His disappointment turned to pleasure when he realized that this food was for Dinsdale Hedgehog and very soon that mischievous prickly figure would be coming through the hole in the fence and he would see him again. Landy sat like a sentry on guard, staring out into the failing light towards the little apple tree where he knew there was a hole in the fence which Dinsdale Hedgehog would come through. As Landy waited, flies and insects acted out a ballet on the patio window. They would circle around the window and suddenly land, and quickly fly off again. Landy joined in the ballet by jumping up and trying to catch them with his paws, but they were safe on the outside of the window. Landy just couldn't work out why he couldn't get to them. Suddenly there was movement in the garden, and the unmistakable shape of Dinsdale Heg approached for his evening meal. Mrs Jenkins picked Landy up in her arms, and they both stood just inside the patio door and watched as Dinsdale Hedgehog, with much sniffing and snorting, set about devouring the meal placed before him. Every now and then, Dinsdale would turn away from the food container in a complete circle, sniff the air all around him, then sniff the ground, and finally return to the food container. Dinsdale did this funny little act some five or six times before he'd completely eaten the contents of the container. As suddenly as he'd appeared, Dinsdale turned and faded into the darkness of the garden. I wonder where he's going now, thought Landy. The man in the uniform joined them at the patio door. Do you know Dinsdale Hedgehog will probably walk over eight or nine kilos before the night is out? Mrs. nodded her head. Now Landy didn't know how far a kilometre, but it sounded a long way. Mrs. Jenkins went out and picked the container that Dinsdale had emptied and carried back inside the house. Landy remembered Nora Ratty. I wonder if she's awake yet. He remembered that Nora had told him that she slept during the day. Dinsdale Hedgehog also slept during the day. Landy thought for a moment. "'If Dinsdale Hedgehog is awake, then Nora Ratty must be,' he reasoned. "'Well, it is dark.' He made his way up the stairs and into the room in which Nora Ratty lived with that typewriter machine. He didn't like that machine. It made him jump. Landy went up to the tank in which Nora Ratty lived. She was awake and busy cleaning herself and her little nest.' Landy told Nora all about his visit to meet Dinsdale Hedgehog's family and how they lived in a smelly compost heap. He told her about Filbert's squirrel and how the squirrel lived in a hole in a tree. The patient rat listened as the excited kitten told of all the day's adventures. Nora knew all about the animals Landy was talking about. She was very wise. She had met them all when they'd been brought to the house to get better. Landy... Landy, come along now, it's bed Tomorrow you've got a busy day. You're going to visit the vet. Mrs Jenkins closed the door to Laura Ratty's room and they all settled down for the night. Landy forsaking his own bed for that of Mr and Mrs Jenkins. The next morning, after breakfast, Landy noticed that a basket similar to the one he and the other kittens had been put into when Mr Jenkins had found them, was on the floor of the living room. The lid was open, and a white blanket was laid invitingly inside. Landy sniffed around the basket, and then stood for a while with his front paws on the top of the basket, while he inspected the inside. ''I see you found your basket,'' said Mrs Jenkins, and picked him up and gently placed him inside it. Landy panicked for a moment. He remembered being thrown into the smelly box, and how cold he and the other kittens had been. The soothing voice of his mistress soon dispelled his fears. She opened the lid of the basket which allowed him to jump in and out as he pleased. He soon became used to the basket and found that it was quite comfortable. He didn't panic when the lid was shut and he was carried still inside the basket, out of the house and placed in the white van that had brought him to his new home. The journey to the vets didn't take long and soon Landy was being carried up the drive towards a big house that had a sign on the door saying, Veterinary Surgery. Mr Jenkins opened the door of the house and carried Landy inside, followed closely by Mrs Jenkins. Just inside the door was the waiting room, and Landy looked out of his basket to see that there were many other pets and their owners waiting to see the vet. There was a budgie, a blue one. He called out, There's a pretty boy then? as Landy was carried past him. A sleek Siamese cat meowed a greeting all as she sat proudly in her basket. There were three dogs, all of whom said nothing but sat obediently at their owner's side, waiting their turn to go in to see one of the vets on duty. Landy had an appointment, so he was able to go straight in. He looked around the room he'd entered and noticed the many instruments needed by a vet. There was an x-ray machine, a sterilization unit to boil all the instruments clean, and lots and lots of little bottles in a cabinet containing different coloured liquids. Landy was gently lifted from his basket. "'Right,' said the vet. "'Let me see now. "'It's time for his first series of injections against cat flu.' He stroked Landy. Landy was not frightened, as he'd been looked at by a man in a white coat before, at the time he'd been taken into the animal home. The vet quickly filled a syringe from a bottle and holding Landy firmly, injected the vaccine into the scruff of his neck. Landy didn't move an inch. He was a brave little kitten, and to be honest, it didn't hurt him at all. He was stroked and patted, and told what a brave lad he was, and he felt rather proud. The vet handed Mrs Jenkins a little book, which contained a certificate of vaccination in it, and a date was made for Landy to return for the second part of the vaccination in three weeks' time. Landy was put back in his basket and the short journey home was soon over. Once inside the house, Landy ran upstairs to tell the long-suffering Nora Ratty all about his visit to the vet. For the next Landy was only allowed out into the garden under supervision. He was growing in strength and was now able to scramble up to the top of the fence. Philbert Squirrel had been right. He had told Landy that very soon he'd be able to jump up onto the fence. "'I wonder how long it'll be before I can climb up Filbert Squirrel's tree "'and see where he lives.' Landy sat on top of the fence and looked around the gardens. He looked at the compost heap that was home to Dinsdale Hedgehog's family. He wondered how long it would be before the little hedgehogs came out for their first walk. Landy stood up on the narrow ledge which was the top of the fence stretched in the way only cats can and lost his balance he fell off the fence landing on his feet None. he looked around him this was a different garden from the one he'd been to see the hedgehog family in the grass in this garden was not short like all the others and he found it difficult to walk through landy didn't know it but this house had been empty for a while and there was no one to look after the garden Landy's keen eyes picked out movement under a bush in the far corner of this garden. He moved slowly forward to investigate. A little animal that looked very much like Nora Ratty but smaller darted across the garden and under the fence. It was a mouse. Landy remembered the old man's house. Landy thought he'd better be getting back into his own garden and was eyeing up the top of the fence when he sensed that someone was watching him. He turned around sharp, crouched down, And surveyed the Bun. He crept slowly forward. Suddenly he came face to face with another animal. It was a landy black in colour he looked very smart, just dinner in a dinner jacket. The two kittens took an instant liking to each other and played together in the long grass, chasing one another about until they lay exhausted in the sunshine by the fence. Landy had not had such fun since he had chased his brothers and sister on the rickety old stairs of the cruel man's house. Landy was going to tell his new found friend about Nora, Dinsdale Hedgehog and family and Filbert Squirrel when a voice called out, "Morph, Morph, come along, where are you? The little black and white kitten jumped up and in the direction from where the voice was calling him. Landy called after him, come back tomorrow and I'll show you where Dinsdale Hedgehog and his family live. Landy then scrambled back over the fence into his own garden and ran into the house and up the stairs to tell Nora Ratty of his new found friend. During the spring months, Landy and his friend, the black-and-white kitten named Morph, became great pals. They grew older and stronger together and even visited the vet for their second vaccinations on the same day. Landy and Morph would share each other's food, and their owners knew where to find them if they wanted them. They would be in or around each other's garden or house. Landy and Morfe paid regular visits to Dinsdale and his family, and they watched in fascination as the tiny hedgehogs went on their first walkabout, fussed over by Mrs. Hedgehog. Philbert Squirrel would come regularly into the garden to see the kittens, and would amaze and tease them at the same time with his acrobatic skills as he jumped from fence to fence, branch to branch, tree to tree, sometimes just skimming over their heads, causing them to duck. One day, after watching one of Filbert Squirrel's aerial displays, one of his better ones, Landy pointed to the tree in which Filbert had his home. "'Fancy living in a hole in a tree,' he said to Morph. "'I wonder what it's like in there. I think we should go and see for ourselves.' Morph agreed, and they made their way over the garden fences, and soon found themselves standing at the bottom of a very high tree. Landy and Morph called out to Filbert, but there was no reply. Filbert had fallen asleep after his exhausting display of acrobatics. Landy looked; the tree seemed much higher than it had done from the garden, where he and Morph had watched Filbert climb so effortlessly. Morph told Landy but he was not so sure that it was a good idea to climb the tree and sat down at the bottom of the trunk and did what all cats do when they're uncertain of something he washed himself landy had made up his mind and he was going to see where philbert squirrel lived come what may landy took a run and allowed the muscles in his back legs to propel him upwards towards one of the lower branches he hit the trunk of the tree just below the branch he dug his claws into the bark, and there he hung for a second, wondering if he was going to make it onto the branch, or would he fall back down to with a bang, as he had from the fence when he first met Filbert Squirrel. Somehow Landy managed to scramble up the trunk of the tree. The muscles in his rear legs had grown stronger because of his daily playful fighting with Morph. He found his way up onto one of the lowest branches of the tree. Once there, Landy nestled for safety in the angle between the branch and the stout trunk of the tree He looked downwards to where Morph was sitting on the ground below, looking up at him The little black and white kitten seemed very small and a very long way away Landy looked upwards to the branches of the tree that towered above him The next branch seemed a very long way up He suddenly realised that he was not yet strong enough to reach it He made his way slowly along the branch with the intention of jumping back down to join his friend Morph on the safety of the ground below. Try as he might, Landy just could not bring himself to jump, and there was no way his young claws would hold him if he tried to climb down the trunk of the tree. Landy called down to Morph, I'm stuck! I can't go up, and I can't come down! He felt the fear that he'd not felt since the cruel man had picked him up by the scruff of the neck and thrown him into the foul-smelling cardboard box. Morph was full of suggestions, and, being the brave little kitten he was, started to try and climb the tree with a view to helping his friend, who was so obviously in trouble. Filbert Squirrel, disturbed from his sleep by all the shouting between the two kittens, came out to see what the noise was all about. His keen eyes and alert mind soon weighed up the situation. You must stay where you are on the ground, he called out to Morph. It would be silly if you both got stuck, wouldn't it? What Philbert said made sense, and he sat back on the ground under the big tree, staring up at his friend Landy, wondering what to do next. Landy, Morph and Philbert Squirrel all racked their brains for a solution to Landy's predicament. All sorts of ideas were put forward, and were tried, and found not to work. Then Landy remembered the time that he and his brothers and sister were left in the box for what seemed a very long time. He remembered how they'd all called out, and how they'd been rescued and taken to the animal home. Landy suggested that they both called out now, and Morph thought this was a good idea. Filbert, too, thought that what Landy had said made sense. "'He thought he might go back into his bed "'and escape from the forthcoming noise, "'but decided to stay and give support to his friends. Philbert waited for the howling to begin, "'but it didn't happen. "'The noise that Landy and Morph had made calling to each other "'had been enough to bring a man out of a nearby house. "'The man knew both Landy and Morph. "'He had watched them play and had watched them cross his garden "'as they made their way to each other's gardens.' The man followed Morph's staring eyes from the ground up to the branch on which Landy was sitting. While the branch appeared a long way from the ground to both Morph and Landy, it didn't seem that high to the man. He went back into his house and soon reappeared with a ladder that he leant against the trunk of the tree. He then called to a young lad to come and help him. The man told the young lad to keep the ladder safe at the bottom by putting his foot against it. He then tied the ladder to the tree with a piece of rope to stop it slipping, and slowly climbed up. Very soon, the man who had taken up a shopping basket with him was level with Landy. He spoke to Landy in a calm voice. He didn't grab him, as the cruel man had done, but gently stroked him before lifting him off the branch and placing him in the basket. Landy was not afraid anymore, as he and the man descended the ladder to the ground and safety. The man took Landy to his home, where his owners were told of his ordeal. The man was thanked, and after a cup of tea and stroking Landy, went home. I still don't know what Philbert Squirrel's home is like, thought Landy. Fancy living in a hole anyway. It's a daft place to live.